Hello world, it's your boy Pat coming back at you with the next episode of the Hollow Down podcast series. I want to thank you for giving us your time again this week. Today we bring up episode number five in the podcast series. It's going to be a little bit different today. I'm going to do something that kind of sort of did in the past with the old podcast. Um, I'll explain what we're going to do here just in a moment. I'm sure the title might give you a little bit of a hint, especially if you have paid attention to any of the old podcasts. And to explain, in case uh, you forgot, or this happens to be your first episode finding this series, this current podcast platform used to go under the moniker of Pursuing Positive. Did that for a couple years, mostly in 18 and 19. And then uh, a, a personal family setback, I kind of cut it short. But during that time frame, I wasn't only doing podcasts, I was also uploading videos to my YouTube channel. Um, and I was able to put up 22 episodes on the Pursuing Positive playlist, and all of those videos are still on YouTube. They were not near as long as this podcast is. They were usually 5 to 10 minutes, <clears throat> whether it be a daily inspiration, uh, motivation, something to get your day going, um, clear your head, give you a positive um, outlook to consider. Pretty good videos, but obviously I, I stopped those when I stopped the podcast for the same reason. Now everything has been lined up under the Hollow Down format. Even the YouTube channel is the Hollow Down. I did keep and set those other videos up on a playlist, so um, you can go to that YouTube channel, the Hollow Down. You can find them there. And uh, you should be able to do a search for Pursuing Positive and find those 22 video playlists. However, when I redid the podcast portion and started with the Hollow Down, there were a few episodes of the Pursuing Positive playlist that I decided to keep published. One for Dexterity. And partially for visibility, so people could still find an idea of where things started. So, I give you the first episode or two when I restarted the podcast there. Got a few different episodes. More than welcome to go listen to those. I've kept them there for a reason. And then I left the couple episodes where I attempted to get back into the swing of things and ultimately was unable to. However, what you will see is I was revisiting the videos on YouTube and expanding on them. I did the first three before the podcast uh, turned down. However, I want to continue that and it'll be random, it'll be sporadic. Um, every now and then I want to work myself through 
going back through those videos, letting you hear the audio here on the podcast, um, just like I did with the first three, and then expanding on it. Um, of course, the difference with the new 45-minute average um, conversation we have here is uh, probably won't spend the entire 45 minutes uh, expanding on a video that was five minutes. But I do want to spend a little time and give you some extra thoughts on top of this short little snippet. So you'll see um, title, you know, referencing YouTube playback or something of that sort. And that's what we're going to do today. Now I will get into that here in just a moment, but in hollow down fashion gotta let you know what we're enjoying over here on this side of the world and today I've lit up another one of my favorite cigars um, never had one of these until recently but I will be honest it jumped to the top of the list pretty quick it's a Gurkha cigar uh, specifically it's a Gurkha Black Ops Packaging's pretty cool. Um, it's in a pack, not a case. And it has a wrap around it, as well as a military style Black Ops patch. Um, it's just absolutely cool, gonna be honest with you. Um, branding did well, got my attention. It's. Uh, the wrapper is a broadleaf wrapper, so for those of you who, who know what that flavor profile is, um, the basis of the tobacco is Nicaraguan, a super, super dark Maduro. Uh, not the darkest Maduro I've had. Uh, I will leave, I will leave that going. But it is uh, definitely a uh, up in your, in your upper dark full flavor it's uh, very well aged so um, and ironically the the price point is pretty pretty fantastic so um, definitely a good mid-level cigar if you're wanting a good draw good flavor it's not a super thick cigar um, will burn slightly faster than you would anticipate for its size I do mean slightly faster. Even though it's got an airy draw, um, does burn well, burns even, uh, at least the few that I have experienced so far. And it is ultimately just a, a good smoke to, to sit back and relax with. So, going with a Gurkha today. Now, uh, give you a little tidbit of what we're about to do, gave you a, a little insight. So, already had the first three pursuing positive videos um, previously expanded upon and those episodes are still here so we're not gonna go back and redo those redundant going to continue with the next one so this next video was the fourth episode on the pursuing positive YouTube series titled true patience it's a seven minute long video that was published in May of 2018 I said you're more than welcome to go online to the hollow downs YouTube channel and find that if you 
want to watch it, um, listen to it specifically on your own. But I am going to drop the audio as it was uploaded, non-modified, here in just a moment, let you listen to it. And then we'll come back and talk about it just a little bit more. So, um, concepts of patience and kind of some pointers. What, is, what does it mean? How's it defined? Some things for you to keep in mind regarding such patience. And consider this, this episode is really um, one to almost give you a, a miniature coaching session in a way. Um, and by all means, uh, I'm not your um, be all end all when it comes to those type of things, but I have been through my share of rough patches just like anybody else, and I feel that um, can be the most productive by sharing my thoughts, sharing my experiences, and things that I have come up with or researched or found that can help you in your daily avenues as well. So we're going to go ahead and cut out and let you listen to the audio as it was on the video. Like I said, unmodified, unre-edited on True Patience. This was from episode number four of the Pursuing Positive YouTube series uploaded back in May of 2018. Give it a listen. It's about seven minutes long. Then I will come right back to you and continue our conversation. So here you go with Pursuing Positive episode number four, True Patience. How's it going guys? Pat's here again. Just driving around doing some jobs today. Some time to roll some things up in the good old noggin started contemplating the idea of patience and what patience actually means for us on a daily basis and I don't really think we often completely understand what patience really is you know I'm sure the, the old cliche is patience is a virtue we know it's supposed to be a virtuous thing. We know we're supposed to be patient. But I don't really think we understand the true value and meaning of patience itself. So what do we think patience actually means? Is it waiting? Is it being calm? Is it being still to the point that we're almost too relaxed? And here's a good one. If I were to ask you, what is patience? Would you have the ability to define or describe that patience to me without citing examples of patience? Whether that be a story from the Bible or a news article or a news story or a conversation with friends or what have you. Could you define patience in definition terms alone? And I couldn't. I asked myself the same question. I couldn't do it. So I had to take some time and 
kind of go research the idea of patience. And I stumbled across a website on christiantoday.com and it just started with a Google search. Points about patience. Wanted to see what would turn up. And I found probably the most astonishing understanding of patience that I believe I've ever heard, read, or come across. Started by saying that patience is waiting without complaint. That alone kind of got my attention. You know, we often think, you know, oh, I'm being patient. I'm waiting for somebody. Whether you're waiting for a friend at the airport, you're stuck in a hospital waiting room, you're waiting for your boss in a meeting, you're being patient, right? But most of the time, according to that definition, we're probably not being patient whatsoever. Because we all know good and well in the back of our head, we're probably saying some things or got some emotions rolling around. Man, I wish you would hurry up. Man, where is my father? You know, he's supposed to be here 20 minutes ago at the airport. Or, you know, my friend was supposed to be here to shoot pool with me half an hour ago. Whatever. But that usually entails some sort of complaint on our part, whether it's internal or we're vocalizing it. That automatically nullifies our moment of patience. But it got better. The definition expounded on the principle of waiting without complaint. And it said, if patience is a virtue... Obviously, there needs to be something virtuous about it. Anybody can sit and not complain, right? Not that we're very good at it, but anybody could. That's not a virtuous thing. That's a common, a common concept. So to make it virtuous, there needs to be one extra step. And this is where the website got a little tricky. Kind of slapped myself in the face. So they expanded on the definition, said... Patience, <laughs> this is good. Patience is waiting without complaint with discomfort. It's like, man, you've got to be kidding me. You're telling me that to be patient, I got to be dealing with something? The answer is yes. Anybody can sit still. Anybody can keep their mouth shut. But a true definition of patience revolves something is going on. I'm dealing with something. There's some turmoil. And it, there's, it did not expand on what that turmoil meant. So it, it's not like you've got to have some major life crisis. you just got to be dealing with something that makes the fact that you're being patient and waiting that much more magical. So... In Christian today's definition of patience, patience is waiting without complaint while experiencing discomfort. So, I challenge you. Think about your daily actions. Think about what you're saying to each other, which can reference the first video I, I started on this project, saying words are connectors. Be cognitive of what you say to people. But also... Pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. Think about how you're expressing your thoughts. 
And when you think you're being patient, take a step back and think about if you actually are being patient. Because even if you can't realize your moment of discomfort, that's okay. I don't want you to always have discomfort, but take a step back and look at what you're going through in that particular moment and see if your so-called patience would be considered virtuous by anybody looking in on your situation. And that is where today's target should go for you. Low stress, high patience, calming effects. Stay positive, keep thinking, move forward. And that is your positivity for today. So there it is. The fourth video on YouTube from the Pursuing Positive series titled True Patience. You heard some things I said and some definitions and a couple thoughts behind it. So it brings up some curiosities to light, right? What is the real meaning or definition of true patience? Is it simply being able to wait something out? Is it the adaptability to remain calm at all times? And like I said, would you be able to define it if I or someone was able to randomly ask you without research what is true patience? And the reason you being able to define it is important isn't so you can pass some test and most definitely is not so you can be seen as impressive to somebody. It's not that kind of thing. But you being able to define it means that you have a true understanding of what patience is, or at least you're headed in the right direction of truly understanding it. And that's because patience is extremely underrated. It is extremely undervalued. And I feel that it is something that with each passing generation, thanks to technology and participation trophies and, and philosophies that patience is slowly going to the wayside for, you know, most, most of the generations coming up and I'm not that old myself. So yes, I also have some issues with this from time to time. Um, overall, I, I do a pretty decent job of staying patient and calm, but um, I'm not immune to these things either, and I also have my, my moments as well. And I said this as well, but you know, part of patience is not just waiting, but it's waiting without any complaint, right? And I think that second half is probably the tougher of the two for us. It's not necessarily waiting as a problem as it is waiting without complaining about why we're there waiting. 
and you know it's a it's a deeper concept than just the simple fact of waiting to um, hold out for something there's some major long-term benefits included in the ability to be truly patient you know the obvious being that you tend to have less stress so you've got less worry you're not bothered by as many of the world's burdens and turmoils and it's also going to provide you a pretty good foundation for the complex personality that you have and I don't mean complex in any derogatory form I mean complex as in we're all human beings with different desires different traits different lineups on how we see things different thought processes so our personalities are all different and they are very complex so if you have the ability to be patient you have the ability to be calm properly calm then there's less that can get in the way of you being who you truly are and in any facet <clears throat> the more that you are able to establish who you are and keep a true lineup or definition on that personality and who you are that's going to enable others to have a stronger desire to be near you to be around you to trust you to have faith in you to follow you and to understand who you are it's just just the way we are as human beings right we're not necessarily thinking that you're having faith and trusting in somebody because they're being patient no it's that outward perception that we have of other people it's the visual concepts that we build subconsciously sometimes in the back of our mind of what makes somebody trustworthy what makes them likable what makes them somebody that you want to do business with it's just the way the human mind works so not only does it benefit you personally but it can benefit other people um, you know you, the whole thing wraps up into a lot of things that your life is as a whole so you finding the ability to be patient just has a lot of a lot of positive effects for you and help you uh pretty pretty strongly on a daily basis so we say all that and explain all that to punch you with a single solid question and that is can you be patient in a tormentuous time it's easy to be patient when things are going your way it's easy to be patient when you are, are finding the best things in life for the day but it's when things are going rough, it's when things are tougher than you wish they were and tougher than you think you can handle. Those are the moments when you find out if you're truly patient and, and those are most definitely the moments that you find out 
um, how your character and your personality is really built. So that is today's topic of conversation regarding patience and backtracking on that video from YouTube. So we've still got about 20 minutes of time today, right? Not going to drag out the concept of patience any more than we have. Although, I would appreciate the very punny realization that you would have patience to listen to it. That's not what we're going to do today. I do want patience to be the, the main focus of this, this episode. But I do have a couple just interesting points to talk about. Just like we would in any other episode. You know, still looking for interesting topics, still looking for things that might intrigue you. And there's just a couple that I've got today as well to, to add on to this that are completely unrelated to that video. So we haven't talked about anything sports related in a, a couple weeks. And not going to go too deep into the sports conversation. This one is this one's just something that is intriguing to me. Um, this little paragraph was actually documented back in September. So it's a couple months old, but I just ran across it. You know, I'm not always going to be able to find stuff. Uh, the same week that I <clears throat> record uh, these episodes for you. But Tops, as in T-O-P-P-S, the trading card uh, company. Any one of us that have dealt with trading cards whatsoever at any age know who Tops is. And if you don't, that's fine. Uh, I understand not everybody was into that sort of thing. Um, I probably still have a couple shoe boxes um, with a lot of trading cards in a storage building somewhere. Um, I never had any uh, expensive cards. The only one I had that was worth anything was a Michael Jordan card that was cased. Um, but unless that shows up somewhere, I think that was in a box that got damaged in a, a flood, you know, about 10 years back. But. Tops cards are pretty big deal, and they have had the monopoly, um, as far as I'm aware, um, to Major League Baseball for a very long time. There's some other brands that have, you know, come up with the NFL, but um, pretty much if you were going to get anybody that was a Major League Baseball player, you were getting a Tops card. Well, apparently, after over 70 years. The Wall Street Journal uh, informed the world that um, Topps um, has abruptly lost its exclusive franchise to Major League Baseball. And um, and I'll read this quote for me: Topps executives and owners, including the former Disney chief executive Michael Eisner were blindsided by its long-time business partners. The sports merchandising retailer Fanatics 
swooped in and made their own agreements with Major League Baseball and uh, a lot of its players. So it wasn't necessarily that Tops gave up or allowed somebody else to have it. Major League Baseball wanted to expand and breach its... Um, I don't necessarily think it was a contract, so it's not like a breach of a legal contract or anything like that. But kind of an un, unstanding agreement and they uh, brought in fanatics and uh, pretty much came up with their own system or a second system and the sad part for tops is they had quote imminent plans to go public as a company you got seven decades over seven decades of good solid reputable business it's a good time to go public and they had to stop that because their market um, abruptly dropped as far as the uh, market share value because they're not the exclusive major league baseball content uh, creator for these cards anymore now uh, fanatics has also made deals with NBA and NFL, and uh, I've seen I've seen more of them on the NFL side of things lately. So I guess it was just a matter of time before they branched out. And just like any other business venture, things unfortunately change, and not everybody can stay on top and and be the the sole proprietor of any business venture, no matter what it is. And trading cards are no different. And for those of you who might be listening, wondering why this is such a big deal, they're just trading cards. Um, just how I said, in a, might have been the first episode with uh, streaming of video games online, that there's a massive profitable market out there that a lot of people don't realize. It's becoming more realizable um, lately, thanks to you know Facebook putting out its gaming streaming platform and everything of that nature but there is a very solid existent market for trading cards um, thanks to TikTok um, there are a large number of accounts and uh, I think the official term is still brokers for these trading cards and I'm not sponsored by anybody on this comment, so I'm not gonna gonna give you any um, direct links to any of these people. To be fair, but where you drop money for X amount of cards, and they open them up, and um, you are getting value back, and it it is a risk reward, but. You should uh, search some of these guys up because it it's a very rewarding risk if um, you uh, play your cards right. No pun intended there. So, you know, you've got some basic cards that are just, as I like to call, school-level cards. Things that are cool, showing you the player who they are. But you, they have a lot of serialized 
information, um, autograph cards. Um, they'll take a you know a good player's rookie jersey and chop it up and put pieces of it in this card. Um, it, it's it's an interesting concept. And these special cards, they'll only make so many of each one. So you, you get one of these players that's having a Hall of Fame type year. Um, this one little cardboard card can get you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So it's uh, a pretty pretty heavy hit to Tops, where they're not going to be the only manufacturer creating these cards. So. Just an interesting tidbit like everything else I tend to bring your way. I found that one pretty interesting. Now this one. A um, little information on taxes. Now this information um, came from Forbes about a month ago, maybe two months ago. Um, either August or September. And Forbes does tend to... to provide us with his um, and by Forbes I specifically mean Steve Forbes in this particular um, moment not just the magazine in general he does tend to let his readers know where he stands politically and uh, I'm not going to discuss those parts of this uh, topic but the facts of some some tax related information so, there's obviously going to be some tax changes coming up. Um, if you have not heard about the new um, personal income tax, uh, and off the top of my head, I can't think of what they're calling it, but basically the cash app type platforms where you send money back and forth. IRS is trying to get their hands into that. Um, I have not researched it, so I'm not personally um, in the clear on... If they're regarding all transfers or they're talking about where you're paying a business for certain things or you're getting paid by a business um, if anybody has any details on that feel free to shoot me that email at the hollowdown at gmail.com give me some insights because uh, got no problem expanding on that I just haven't uh, been able to find the proper research and the proper definitions myself yet but I haven't actually looked in detail either however um, this, this little article is referencing some tax cuts on the overall income level and recently talks about how the White House is trying to enact economy killing tax increases and by White House I'm speaking of the administration and Congress in general um, not necessarily just towards the president uh, just in general uh, government oversight uh, but while the government is trying to push this, the national government is trying to push this, you have states that are trying to go in the opposite direction. Because they realize that, and this is what I have always called the Walmart effect. That reducing the tax burden on your citizens actually gives them more prosperity and it actually increase, increases higher revenues. Walmart made a killing of this when Sam Walton was alive by taking products and it started long before we started using China products so um, that's more of a rec more recent thing but instead of 
trying to make their money on a few products priced at a high dollar value, they realized that they could sell more products at a cheaper price. How that works is your profit per item might be more on a higher priced item. You might make less profit per item on a cheaper priced product in the store, but instead of reaching 10% of the population willing to pay for this item, you now reach 50% of the population willing to pay less for it. So you sell more items, which does two very crucial things. One, your overall profit as a company is actually higher selling these lower price things because your bottom dollar at the end of the month, end of the week is higher. But what it does even stronger for an economy standpoint is job sustainability. If you're able to sell 10 products sold at 100 bucks, somebody was paid to make those 10 products. But if you can sell 100 products at a slightly less product or slightly less profit, you make more profit in the long run, but yet somebody was paid to make a hundred of these items. So this is what I call the Walmart principle. Sell something for less, but yet reach more people. You make more profit as a company and you create the demand to have more products in your inventory, which going backwards up the chain provides jobs for more people or the same job for a longer period of time for somebody. So either way, your economy is boosting because of the bigger picture. One company makes higher profits while other companies are able to employ more people putting money back in their pockets, which in turn gets spent back in the economy. So this is something a lot of states are looking at and understanding. For example, Ohio recently engineered the biggest tax reduction in their history, eliminating two of its different tax brackets over the 4% mark. And the first 25000 of an individual's income is now tax-exempt completely. Compare that with California, um, where at that same mark that Ohio says you're exempt, you're already hitting the 4% bracket in, in California. Ohio's law also ensures that people that work from home don't actually pay taxes to the cities that they no longer work in. So, um, keeping some things. Arizona's governor um, was able to achieve a flat tax rate of 2.5% on incomes all the way up to 250000 and then a flat rate of 4.5% on those above. So your working class is uh, pretty standard. New Hampshire has no state income tax and no sales tax. They had a 5% levy on some interest incomes. They've now eliminated that, understanding that you eliminate this tax burden, more people are able to spend money, so that money actually stays back in the economy. 
and I understand that taxes and taxation laws tend to be one party or the other, but um, it's not. It's not just one sided in this case. You've got people on both sides that are starting to realize, hey, um, prosperity comes with lower taxes. But then you have the national level that's trying to make up for it and get their money back. Now, granted, not all states are helpful to their taxpayers. Um, New York still raised its taxes. California um, refuses to drop its stupid high tax rates. Um, even though because of their population, they're getting more federal funding than, uh, than most. Don't want to misquote there. Um, it's just a proven concept over time that, you know, your lower tax states and countries, for that matter, um, usually do better than, you know, your higher tax ones. So it's interesting to see something to pay attention to, something to look out for on your, your own personal level dealing with your income. While it's going to be a tug of war game, some states are trying to save you money, some states are trying to take your money, and the government is doing everything in its power to create more taxes. Um, not even just that personal income tax, now there's a pilot program up in the Northeast um, working on uh, implementing a vehicle use per mile tax. Um, yeah, I understand that they're trying to offset some things as we go to electric cars because you're not getting a lot of, uh, you're not getting any fuel and gasoline tax on those vehicles, but we're not to the point that the majority of the population is using electric cars yet. So, um, seems a little premature on my part and by design you're going to end up seeing people that are being taxed multiple times on the same income for the same purpose just in different avenues and different manners so it's going to be interesting um, just something to keep an eye on um, for yourself as our different various of governments are playing that financial taxation tug of war that probably goes right back into the YouTube video we talked about earlier is having patience. Um, all about fighting for what's right, but sometimes you got to see what's going to happen. Um, not really sure how things are going to lay out here, but anyway, those are uh, about all the topics we have time to talk about today. Um, appreciate you for listening in, uh, talking about patience and revisiting an old YouTube video. Like I said, got several more. Um, 18 more if my math is correct that over time I will revisit and um, bring those back up if nothing else let you listen to them for those who didn't um, know about the pursuing positive system back in the past and uh, just a little bit of other interesting facts that we discussed today as well so um, as I've said before I covet your uh, suggestions your comments your emails your questions um, anything that you would like to hear me talk about if you've got a question um, I have uh, would love to be able to assist you in some Q&A as well send those emails over to the hollow down at gmail.com they'll get forwarded my way and uh, we can have a continued conversation that way um, feel free to to 
to share the podcast and depending on what platform you've got if you're able to rate it uh, shoot me some high stars that'll help the algorithm find other people and uh, hope above all you have a great day have a great weekend and I look forward to uh, seeing you jumping online with me next time but until then stay safe fam